Hi, this is Jeremy Ryan, aka NFT Demon, the creator of Super Gremlin Society, which drives the message of turning adversity into a superpower. And I am here on Edge of NFT, the platform with the superpower to bring all the coolest NFT projects to you. Stay tuned. Hey there, NFT curious listeners. Stay tuned for today's episode and find out how mischievous gremlins are supporting communities battling cancer. What the heck banana cream jealousy is? Plus incredible access to education and giveaways from the Web3 Expo VC pitch winner, Allison Moore, on today's episode. And don't forget, we put together a gathering called NFTLA just a few months back that brought out thousands of the world's most innovative doers in the NFT space. Head to nftla.live to get tickets to our bigger, bolder, better, but just as intimate and impactful event happening in Los Angeles, March 20th to the 23rd, 2023. See you there. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's guest is Jeremy Ryan, the creator and artist behind six incredibly successful collections. That's six, including Cartel Punks, Badass Doggos, and gaming Shiba, and is now in his latest project, Super Gremlin, which is his first collection on Ethereum. Super Gremlin society is made up of disruptive creatures that can take anything negatively formed against them and turn it into their power, knowledge, and skills. Together, the Super Gremlins form a courageous, bold, and resilient collective. Jeremy's story is that he was diagnosed with brain cancer, along with cancer throughout his body and told he had zero chance of survival. But his battle against cancer resulted in a medical miracle. He not only survived, but was transformed into a remarkable artist. His story is even more remarkable because before his diagnosis, he had little interest in art and no detectable artistic ability. As he battled his unlikely way to remission, a profound change occurred in his brain. Medical science attributes it to neuroplasticity. If an area of the brain becomes damaged, the brain can reroute processes by developing new neurological pathways. In Jeremy's case, he developed the ability to see the world through his own creative lens and represent it in unique digital art. Now creating art NFT collections is his passion, and it shows Within a month of entering Binance Smart Chain, he became the largest artist on the entire chain. What an incredible story, Jeremy, and I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about here, but welcome to Edge of NFT. Thank you for having me. And one thing I do want to rotate is Binance Smart Chain is actually the third largest chain for NFTs in the entire world. It wasn't when I started, but it is now. Well, it's all because of you. <laughs> Let's give you all the credit. Well, thank you. Doing the art part. (laughs) Thank you for that. I wouldn't say any gaming, but. (laughs) As we get into this too, I think we have our resident doctor of neuroscience here in Ethan, actually, PhD. And so totally hear about some of the intersections. I'm sure you got a lot of questions, Ethan, but let me start, Jeremy. Welcome, of course. And 
So Super Gremlin Society documents your journey from brain cancer to real life superhero. So walk us through this awe-inspiring journey, man. Yeah. In 2014, I was diagnosed with brain cancer. By 2015, it has spread from the knee to the lung to the brain. 2015 is when I was diagnosed with brain cancer. But I was diagnosed with malignant fibrous histiocytoma for the fourth time in 2014. And malignant fibrous histiocytoma is a soft tissue cancer. And so by 2015, it has spread from the knee to the lung to the brain. And that's where this real transformation had taken place. I'm not sure whether it's the brain cancer itself and the damage that it did or whether it's the actual brain radiation. I did four years of brain radiation and anyone who's been through radiation or knows somebody who's been through radiation, which is most people in this country, at least probably this world know somebody who's been through radiation. It's a horrendous process, but fortunately for me, it formed new pathways in my brain that allowed me to do art. And that trauma and that damage that was done to my brain allowed me the artistic ability that I have now. But the other part about my journey that I think is so noteworthy is that I did it all alone. I didn't have a family and friends support system back then. Don't get me wrong. Now, if it were to happen again, I would have a whole different system. But back then, I didn't have the support system that I have now. And back then, I didn't have any support system. And so Super Gremlin Society is really an effort to make sure that nobody in this world ever doesn't have a support system for their cancer battles or their battles with any other sort of condition that is life-threatening. We're not sticking just to cancer. If somebody comes in with, say, AIDS, then the stigma around AIDS is a little bit different. I and mean, it's not quite as deadly as it used to be, but let's say they are in the deadly portion of it and they want some help. Or let's say if they're not in the deadly portion of it and they still just want some support and help. That's what we've created this community for, is terminal illness and helping people and families and anybody affected by it through that. And that's the purpose of this community. Man, that's powerful stuff. Indeed. And a full recognition, as I'm sure you're well aware, stories like this are great. And then there's people that are suffering and it's very hard to find that silver lining, right? And so just a lot of empathy to folks who are dealing with all sorts of issues. I want to give a shout out to a good friend of mine, Anthony Pataf, who also had a brain cancer issue developed that was diagnosed as terminal. Some star surgeon was able to show up and remove this thing, but he was left not the capacity to control one of his arms, like all these crazy things. And a shout out to Gilda's Club. I don't know if it's a national organization of his just in New York, but I know that he spent a lot of time engaging with them and they're very helpful, as you said, as providing a support network. It's founded by Gilda Radner, famously from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And then just to follow up, yeah, that's part of what's been fascinating to me about the brain, about how it gives us all a different window into the world. And it can even change the window that you already have, right? If you're able to kind of reformat the brain or learn something new, it's really just fascinating. And, and examples like this just help us learn more about what goes on and the capacities and limits are way larger than we think. So your artistic talent's been described as out of body, where you created these six exceptional collections and apparently owns three of them, which is pretty awesome. I would love to hear more about just the collections themselves and really the process that got you there. What was the process like? Well, first, let me start off with Gilda's Club. This club is a national organization, but it's formed by local chapters. 
And that is one place that I believe that some of the money will go to some of the Gildas clubs across the country. I believe some of the money from this project will go to because our project is geared around money going to cancer awareness and cancer research. And Gildas Club in Dane County or Madison, Wisconsin, where I was living at the time when I was dealing with this battle was very beneficial as well. And so I really think Gildas Club is a wonderful organization, but they're not a national organization per se even though they have branches all across the country. And so I do believe that we will end up supporting Gildas Club and some of their local branches through this project. But as far as my history goes, I started with Cartel Punks. Cartel Punks was a punk type collection in the same vein as Crypto Punks. And Cartel Punks was a collection that took off pretty quickly in BSC. And it was the first collection ever in Binance Smart Chain to mint out in less than three weeks. And so we do have some historical precedent there. And then I moved to Badass Doggos. Badass Doggos is the only collection that I have that hasn't actually minted out. And the reason for that was because somebody, a contractor that I had dealt with had said that it was their collection. And so there was this for a whole week, there was this, he said, she said, I said it was my collection. They said it was their collection. And unfortunately that he said, she said was enough to pretty much destroy the whole collection for, he said, she said for a week, because we had minted out about a fifth of the collection in a day and a half. And then all of a sudden this contractor comes and says it's theirs. What they ended up doing is they ended up draining everybody's wallets. So it was really clear and indisputable who was real and who was not. But it took a week for that to happen. And a week in NFTs is like a year in anything else. It's like a year in stocks. So it would be like the whole year of some sort of problem in stocks that wasn't resolved. And so that was what happened with Badass Doggos. And then we had Catboy NFT that minted out 10,000 on BSC. And then we had Gaming Shiba, which minted out entirely in presale. And so for BSC, I became the largest artist rather quickly. Unfortunately, BSC kind of fell down. And so while I, none of those projects are rugs, all of those projects still have open socials, open telegrams. Telegram is what BSC uses. I know for people who are listening to this, who are Solana and ETH, it sounds a little weird. But Telegram is what BSC uses. We did have discords for two of my projects and nobody used them. And so I just stuck with Telegram. But my Telegrams are still open for every single one of the projects. Not a single one has been rugged. And so that is one thing that you have with me is you have a long history of consistent non-rugged, I guess, <laughs> is the best way to put it. And that's where I really don't get people like Zagabond. And I really don't get this whole notion of in order to learn, you have to rub. I just don't get that because you can easily keep your socials open. You can easily keep up with the community might die down, but that's even easier to keep up with than when the community was active. And it may pick up at some point. You may end up getting pumped at some point that you never expected just because you're still around and nobody else is. And that's what I'm seeing in BSC is that all these other projects are running because BSC tanked. So there's no money coming in. There's no money coming into me for my BSC projects. There's no money coming in for anybody for their BSC projects. And so they're all rugging, but I would never do that because it doesn't take much to keep that community open. And then once the next bull run comes, you're going to be looking pretty good. 
And so right now I'm moving to ETH where you can actually build a project in the bear market. BSC, I don't think it's possible to really build a project in the bear market, but ETH, there's enough liquidity to actually build a project during the bear market. Yeah, man. Hashtag no rug. So this path you were on, right? We talked about all these projects. Now we got Super Gremlin Society. It's a 10K project. It's it got a, a number of different elements to it. And wanted to give you a chance to talk about some of those nuts and bolts for our listeners. Yeah. And the one thing about Super Gremlin Society that's a little bit different than most projects and all of the projects so far that I've done that I'm actually very lucky to have be the benefit is that we've been able to put a massive amount of money be, behind marketing and PR. And we've been able to put a massive amount of money behind our metaverse club. So we actually do have a metaverse club that is completely and entirely built before Mint and that will be token gated after Mint. So you will only be able to get to the club after Mint. We're going to host financial education ceremony celebrations with people in real estate, people in crypto, people in all sorts of things at that private club. We'll have events with DJs. We'll have a bunch of fun stuff going on at that private club. But we also, before Format, have an in real life event. And I believe we'll get into the end of that a little bit later. Nice. Yeah. yeah, for sure, man. No, that's great. So many cool things about it. And also just again, to reiterate, we already talked about it, but just again, allocating some of those proceeds to cancer-related nonprofit research. So kudos, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, for sure. It's fascinating stuff. And I'm realizing that we're going to move on to another segment and a few questions to our quick hitters. And we didn't ask you this before the show started. And I think maybe you would have mentioned it. But is there any like a loss of brain function it affects the way that we ask you questions? There was a woman that I saw interviewed or that I heard interviewed on another podcast. She's like, well, just bear with me. There may be things like I forget in the middle or this or that. Have you remained pretty functional just in terms of day-to-day -day conversation and things like that? Yeah, for the most part, my day-to-day -day function is the same as it was before. There are some small little things like I can't drive a stick shift car anymore where I used to be able to drive a stick shift car before. Well, thankfully, that's not really something that really gets too much into your life nowadays. But there are certain processes within the brain that don't act the same way that they used to. Fortunately, none of those have to do with my ability to run a project. Mm -hmm. So that, that really helps out. Yeah. I would trade stick shift car driving for artistic abilities. <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, the option. <laughs> and I have to say, I was just in uh, like Scotland and Ireland and I rented a car and I'm driving <laughs> stick shift, sitting on the right side of a car, driving on the left side of the road and shifting with my left hand. That was a challenge. I get all manual over there, right? So I would avoid that regardless. So nonetheless. So <laughs> yeah. Another question I was curious about other upcoming campaigns that you're going to be having leading up to the Mint. And I guess how our listeners can participate, of course, that's part of why we're talking to you. I'm sure people are interested. How do you suggest people pay attention and remain able to keep involved? Yeah, we'll have different campaigns going through our Discord and through our Twitter. I definitely recommend people follow our Twitter and follow our Discord, and then they'll see the campaigns going on. Like right now, even for some people who might be listening to this, they might be interested in Discord giveaway competition. Right now we're giving away money for the person who invites the most legitimate people to Discord. So if you're planning on just inviting bots, that won't work. We have a system that kind of tracks that. And so it's not going to work too well. But if you invite legitimate NFT people to our Discord, then the person who does the most by November 6th, which still we got 
quite a, a decent amount of time. Then the person who does the most invites by November 6th will end up winning one of three prizes, $100, $50, or $25. And that'll be in USDT. So anybody can take part in that. There will be similar competitions like that, similar engagement type of competitions. We're really looking for engagement because that's what really drives NFTs is engagement. And so uh, there will be different types of competitions to try to boost the engagement and try to get people more engaged. Yeah, man, it's so key. We talk about it all the time. We have a lot of things we think about around engagement and community involvement and in our world. It's stuff that we care deeply about. And it really that once you cross that threshold into the world of engagement and community and building that rapport with people and those relationships for any community, that's like an inflection point. And speaking of that, like one of those places that you do that and we do that, and most people do that is when you're live and in person. And you have some really cool stuff forthcoming here, right? You got a Decentral at Art Basel in Miami coming up here. What should we expect from Super Gunman Society? Yeah, so that's actually our first in real life event. And we have a booth at Decentral and Art Basel. And so Decentral is one of the biggest conferences of the year. NFTLA is another one of the biggest conferences of the year, but that's at a different time of the year. And so, but Decentral is definitely also one of the biggest conferences of the year. Yeah. And we have a booth there so people can come meet me. I'm going to be the one staffing the booth. And so people can awesome. come do a meet and greet, come meet me, come talk with me, ask whatever questions you have during that. And also the other thing that I want to mention is I will be there for several days after Decentral and I don't have a particular plan. And so if people are there for our fossil and they want to meet up with me, I'm more than willing to meet. Let's meet up, let's smoke a joint, let's have a good time. Let's say hi to each other. Let's just get to know each other. If you really want to, feel free to hit me up at NFTDemon420. That's my personal Twitter. If you hit the Gremlin Society Twitter, it might be one of the social media people that responds. But if you hit my personal Twitter at NFTDemon420, then I'll be the one who responds. And I'm definitely down to meet up with whoever in Miami during our fossil and just have a good time. That's the whole point. The whole point is to help with people. Yeah, man. Getting people together, inspiration, education, connection, a little bit of entertainment, lots of fun. And again, big shout out to the Decentral crew, Justin, Michael, Esther, that crew, very close with them. Love what they do. Great event. So check out Jeremy and Super Gremlin Society out there, y'all, for sure. Much love. Yeah. And Art Basel is a great opportunity to have a great time. <laughs> I think my favorite comment that I like to pull out every once in a while from Josh when we were doing things in Miami during our Basel, we rolled up to this yacht party and he was like, oh, I was already on this yacht <laughs> a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. Once you're saying stuff like that, having too good of a time, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know that I've heard that one from you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was already totally on this authentic. Yacht. Like he was yeah. not joking. He was like, oh, I was already on this yacht. Oh, I know this yacht. <laughs> Nice. Anyways. Okay. So can't wait to get to the quick hitters. I know this is going to be super fun, but last question in the interview portion here, what other projects have you been following in the Web3 space? What's inspiring you these days? One project I've been following pretty closely has been Sampy Seals. Just their community has kind of taken over Twitter. And now in recent days, Reddit, the new thing is Reddit. And that's kind of Starting to take over crypto Twitter is the intersection between Reddit and Savvy Seals have been doing a really good job at creating just kind of like fun vibes and just like a fun community. I was in Psychedelics Anonymous and I was really close with them, but unfortunately they kind of screwed me over. And so right now it's just Sappy Seals is the only like blue chip that people would know that I'm invested in. 
I've got a bunch of DGen plays that I'm invested in as well, but it's hard with the DGen plays to get all of those out. Plus, there's still DGen plays, so I'm not really going to go too much into those on here because this really isn't the format for DGen plays. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But fun nonetheless. We all, right. we all got them. Not right? be the format for DGen. It's a badge of honor. <laughs> well, you're covering the top 1%. DGen plays definitely are the top yeah. 1%. There you go. This is true, but they can always dream. Well, cool, man. Well, that wraps segment one. We appreciate it. Super Grandma Society, your whole story, man. Super inspiring, really cool. And yeah, really excited about where this can go next for you. You have questions about blockchain? Like, how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or have you received that chain letter? How did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued or deep fried? (laughs) Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them and also train you in real world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things, Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space, or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. (laughs) Arg. So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. Well, we do want to move to segment two, and that's Edge Quick Hitters. It's basically a fun and quick way for us to get to know you a little bit better. There are 10 questions we ask every single guest of our show, and uh, we're looking for short answers, single word or few words, but we might dive in a little bit deeper here or there. You ready to jump in? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's go. Question number one. What's the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life? I would say a baseball card. Oh, nice. You still got a collection uh, floating around? No, I don't anymore. But when I was a kid, I was into baseball cards. Yeah, right on. Cool. Question number two. What's the first thing you remember ever selling in your life? A rock, an actual rock. When I was a kid, I was actually homeless. And in order to survive, I sold rocks as a five-year-old kid to people in the street. And they were just regular rocks, but they were pretty looking rocks. So you have that eye toward that beauty, toward that artistic beauty. I yeah. love win-win propositions. There it is. Early, man. Question number three. What's the most recent thing you purchased? An NFT. Oh. Anything you care to disclose on that one? D-Gen Play? Yeah, the most recent NFT I bought was the D-Gen Play. It was a rug that's trying to come back from being rugged. Rug back from the dead. Tell us what it is. You can say. Uh, it's what called it? Renga 8 Club. They're trying to come back from getting rugged. They do have ownership of the contract, but we'll see what happens. That seems to be the new meta. There's like UT Yacht Club and there's like five or six other communities that are trying to come back from rugs right now. And hmm. that seems like it could start the new meta, but I'm not sure yet. All right. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Question number four. What's the most recent thing you sold? NFT. <laughs> there's a theme here guys there's a theme and that was psychedelics anonymous because it right. threw me over yeah ah bummer question number five what's your most prized possession my most prized possession is my dog your pup that we heard scratching around over there yeah what's your dog's name his name's riot riot he is and definitely a riot what kind is he he's part massive part pit bull oh damn 
tough guy. So I thought I had a little pitter patter of nails. I thought it might be a little guy, but I guess that's not the case. Huh? Yeah. No, his nails are just well trimmed. Got it. <laughs> Question number six, if you could buy anything in the world, digital, physical service and experience that's currently for sale, what would it be? Probably Twitter since Elon hasn't closed it yet. Hey, got to get in there still while there's a window, right? He said by tomorrow, didn't he? Yeah, maybe tomorrow it won't be available, but today it still is. I love it. Question seven. If you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, what would it be? Persistence, without a doubt. I get that, brother. I get that. Question number eight. If you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, what would that be? Probably my extremely high level of independence. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily independence as a trait, but my level of independence, I would definitely not want my future generation to have because I'm unhealthily independent. I need you to talk to my four-year-old about that one too, because that guy (laughs) is off and running. Question number nine, what did you do just before joining us on the podcast? I was giving my dog belly rubs. Oh, riot. Big riot. (laughs) Spoiled. Spoiled. Spoiled (laughs) for sure. Question 10. What are you going to do next after the podcast? I'll probably smoke a bowl of some banana cream jealousy that I have. 30% THC. Damn. You know exactly where you're going. This episode is sponsored by, what is it? Banana cream jealousy. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds pretty cool, man. Awesome. Well, that's question 10. Looks like we might have a bonus question. Mm. Ethan, you want to do the honors on picking one of these bonus questions Mm. here? Sure. We have like a couple of. Yeah. Make the selection sound. All right. Okay. Would you ever run for public office? Yes, I would. In fact, I've actually run for Congress twice, as you can find out on my Wikipedia page. All right. And I might very well run again. All right, man. Get after it. There we go. Politician in the making here. Well, that's quick hitters, man. We appreciate you sharing with us. Lots of fun and cool insights. Hey there, NFT Space Cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA. Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com, it's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle, to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls, comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe. It's called Edge of AE Studio, and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right, this full-service, soup-to-nuts, end-to-end, whole-enchilada NFT service can help you, yes you Randy, launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. 
That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht. Hey, Ethan, so Word on the Street is we have a pretty special hot topic for today. What's the scoop, man? Yes, very exciting. Today's sponsored hot topic is all about AR Crypto, which recently won the VC Pitch Contest at WebEx in Las Vegas, which we attended and enjoyed. We have guest Casey Craig with us. She's going to jump on AV here in a moment. She is Director of Education at AR Crypto which is a leading cryptocurrency and DeFi education company. So Casey, jump on. We have here that you're passionate about teaching crypto security, risk management, and strategies needed to generate wealth, no matter what the market does. Love that. How are you doing today? And where are you joining us from like some nice, broad, expansive place in the United States? Am I correct? Yeah. So I'm here in Montana. Thank you guys for having me. Awesome. Yeah. Great having you here for sure. So tell us about AR crypto, like what's the scoop? Yeah, so we are a cryptocurrency and DeFi education company. So we kind of teach all of it, right? We teach onboarding new people into cryptocurrency, what it is, how to get into it securely, right? We're prioritizing, again, security and risk management so that people are getting in the space and staying in the space and not just coming in, getting robbed and leaving, right? That's what we all don't want in the space. So that's a big thing for us. So we're primarily a, again, cryptocurrency education company. And one of our main focuses is DeFi and how to generate passive income in cryptocurrency and DeFi or decentralized finance. That's very cool. Yeah. And it's really, I mean, for newbies, right? Coming into the space, like there's the lingo side of it. And then some of the core categories and then the functions within each category, it can be really overwhelming. And so having folks Thinking about how to educate people and bring them along in a reasonable way is, man, it's so important, so critical. We do some of it, but that's not like our core mission of the show. And who we're speaking to is usually folks that have at least that baseline, that foundational level of info. But man, there's a big gap out there. And it's surprising that even after a couple of years of like really intensive kind of growth and move toward Web3, that we're still just kind of slogging away with the education side of things. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that I tell people oftentimes, I kind of joke, like at some point, you all have to do my job. I really never have to do <laughs> yours, but at some point you all have to do mine. So that's kind of where we bridge the gap is we come in as the education partner or the educator and we help people so that they can get into your NFT projects, but also do it securely and safely. Yeah. In our bio on you, it says that within nine months of learning about DeFi, you left a career at a Fortune 200 commercial real estate firm having created a six-figure passive income in DeFi, all without having some sort of traumatic brain overhaul. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, first and foremost, not to get super personal, but out of the gate, I want to give a huge shout out to Jeremy. My mother actually was involved in a car accident, had a traumatic brain injury. And so I personally can't relate, but very closely, I can relate to a lot of what you've gone through. And so massive props to you for everything that you've overcome. But yeah, so for me, I was in a nine to five job. I was working commercial real estate for a firm called JLL. And it wasn't necessarily that I hated what I was doing, but I hated the lifestyle. I hated having to go sit in an office for eight, nine, 10 hours a day and really having no life outside of work, having no windows, not being able to touch grass, that kind of lifestyle. And so I wanted a better way. And I tried a lot of different businesses. I had an e-commerce store. I opened a women's clothing boutique. Like I tried a bunch of different things. And then finally, I had been dabbling in cryptocurrency for some time. And then I heard about DeFi. 
And so I actually, I took the course that I'm now the director of education at the company. So one of my business partners, Gavin, it's, he founded the company. I took the course, went through it. And I was like, man, like this stuff is life-changing. And it did that for me. It changed my life. And so now I have freedom of location and time and my finances and I can do whatever I want and be wherever I want. And that's what I want to help other people to accomplish. So, yeah. Awesome. And I have to give a shout out and maybe we'll have to make the connection to one of our major sponsors is a Block Trading Alliance. You reminded me. And we're all about education here, of course. That's what we're doing. We're trying to get the word out and get people established. So yeah, maybe there's an interesting introduction to be made there for sure. Absolutely. Tell us about like the role that passive income plays in what you're sort of teaching about and sharing about. Is that something that people can learn about specifically or just an outcome of having learned? What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. So one of the primary ways that we make passive income in DeFi is through liquidity provision. So think of it like how if you want to go trade your cash for Apple stock, right? You want to go buy the stock of Apple. Somebody's providing liquidity so that you can facilitate that transaction, right? There's Apple on one side and cash on the other side. So you want to go buy some stock, there's Apple. You want to sell your stock, there's cash. And that's the Goldman Sachs or they're providing liquidity to the NASDAQ, New York Stock Exchange big institutions. And so when that happens, when you go and you get your Apple stock, you pay a small fee and that fee is going to the liquidity providers. And in our case, what happens is I go provide my liquidity on Uniswap. So when you go and you swap your Bitcoin for Ethereum, I make the liquidity provider fee. And so it really helps facilitate this decentralized ecosystem where I'm providing the liquidity so you can go swap your Bitcoin for some ETH so you can go degen into AFT projects. And it's really kind of we're all helping each other out. But at the same time, it's you can earn a massive passive income, especially on these decentralized exchanges that have a high trading volume and daily user activity. I think I can see it in Jeremy's eyes. He's like, how do I sign up? This is interesting. Am I right? I'll teach you, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy, I mean, how do you see so such an interesting community? A lot of the folks have followed you throughout your journey, right? Throughout these different projects you've launched. But you got to have a bunch of folks that are just kind of coming on board now. How do you handle education? A lot of it's done through the Discord. And one thing that I forgot to mention is that we do have credit and debit card integration. And so people who are new and don't have quite yet a MetaMask or a Trust Wallet or a DeFi wallet that they can hold these NFTs in mm. and still end up buying them through credit and debit card. But most of it's through Discord or Twitter, just onboarding people, explaining it to them. A lot of people feel a little bit, they feel bad asking. Don't feel bad asking our community. And I'd imagine Casey would say the same thing. Don't feel bad asking her community as well. But there's certain communities that just definitely don't feel bad asking. That's what we're there for. We're here to onboard people. We're here to bridge people, especially something like cancer is something that affects a whole lot of people that know anything about NFTs. And so we're still trying to bridge those people over. But Really, in all aspects, I believe that eventually just about everyone's going to be bridged over one way or another. So the sooner that people can get bridged over and the sooner that people can learn through very safe, very comfortable, very positive communities like ours that are going to be very happy to lead you through it and not like, oh my God, what am I doing? Why do I have to help this newbie? That's not the mentality that you'll find in our community. And that's not the mentality that you'll find in a lot of communities. And so that's really something that I think everybody should start to get to know because eventually all of our house deeds and all of our car titles, I believe, will be on NFTs. And eventually everybody will have to figure out NFTs and crypto and all of that. So 
better get started now, especially when there's plenty of very positive communities that are very happy to help you on your journey. And Casey's here to help. And I'm wondering, Casey, will you pull that guitar off your wall and have like an educational song about crypto? Oh, yeah, I've got a, that's a, I've got a ukulele. That's a, <laughs> that's a good way for it to be sticky is just start like singing about MetaMask. Oh, you know what? Connecting your ledger. Yeah, we can definitely have like a connecting your ledger to MetaMask tune. Yeah, if somebody's not doing that already, that's definitely a sticky one. Before we roll out of your segment here, want to hear a little bit more about that VC pitch contest at WebEx in Las Vegas. What was that like? I mean, did you imagine that you'd actually win? Like, was it stressful? Were you like, this is a shoe in Tell us more about that. Yeah, so I'm not going to lie. It was just fun. It was on a whim. It was kind of last minute that they had asked us to participate in it. So a few days before the event, they're like, hey, can you guys come up with a 90 second pitch for, I think they asked me on Thursday and it was on Monday that it was taking place. So I'm like, yeah, sure. I can talk about us for 90 seconds. And what was cool is it was like a Shark Tank style pitch with pretty high level VCs in the space and some high level founders in the space. And so the first day was a 90 second pitch followed by about 15 minutes of questioning. So I had to answer a lot of questions and then they let us. So the first day there were 16 companies that participated and I went first out of everybody. So I just kind of got fed to the wolves, but it was fun. It was good. And then on Wednesday, they let us know, hey, you made it to the final round. It's going to take place on Thursday. And then Thursday was a 10 minute pitch. So Wednesday night, I'm in my hotel room making a slide deck, making sure that it looks good. And so I did a 10-minute pitch on Thursday and we won the competition. So it was super cool. And what that got us was some connections that we've made with you guys. And then with some of these larger VC firms, we're able to pitch for for SaaS Fund and then also for Morgan Creek Capital, which is really impactful for our business. Awesome. And it sounds like maybe somebody said, oh, can you come up with a 90-minute pitch? There's 15 minutes of questions after. Like there's mumbled that. (laughs) that other part. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was really funny because, yeah, I didn't know that there was going to be 15 minutes of questioning <laughs> in the mix. And an email came out that said, here's how the flow of the day is going to work. It's going to take this long. And I'm like, man, that's going to take a long time to do these 90 second pitches. And then it said like, AR crypto, 90 second pitch, 15 minute questions from judges and then five minute questions from the audience. So I'm like, oh, okay. There's five minutes of questioning after the 90 second pitch. Well, what's <laughs> how they get you. But well, you crushed it, obviously. And yeah, congrats. A big win. Thank you. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. So, hey, before we break, let's make sure we know where to direct folks to follow you and your crypto and everything you guys have going on. Where should we send? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is arcrypto.io. My socials are my Instagram, Casey underscore Craig. And our founder and CEO, he's kind of where a lot of our social presence is. His name is Guven, but his nickname is Swami Crypto. So it's at Swami Crypto, S-W-A-M-I. And yeah, just get connected with us. And I know also we'll have the giveaway where you guys can book a call and actually have a session with me. I'll do a strategy session with the listeners. And so I'm happy to See how we can help you achieve your goals in crypto and earn a passive income to create freedom in your life. Yeah. So check that out. Keep an eye out on our socials for that giveaway. Get a mini course, get a consultation. It'll be very cool. And again, we'll put out all the deets on how to score those prizes. Okay. So Casey, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Now listeners, check out AR Crypto. Something going on over there. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. Okay. Should we try this next segment, Jeff? Well, I... Don't really know too much about it, but I think we should dive in. Okay. I thought this would be cool. Tentatively, the name is, why is it viral? (laughs) For me, that's inspired by a Saturday Night Live skit that people should look up at this game show called Why'd You Like It? (laughs) 
where they like quiz people on why they like things on Instagram. It's pretty hilarious. But yeah, anyways, let's jump over to some like viral content and let's see what it is. We'll take a quick look at it and then we'll have a quick chat and see if we can figure out what's going on with this. Is this interesting or not? All right, so I'll do a screen share. And this one's from Gary Vee. I don't know if you guys heard of him. Let's check that one out. You need an NFT. Why do you need to use this kind of technology in order to do what people are already doing for customers already? That was literally the question that people asked me about the internet. Why would you need to buy wine on a computer? I can go to the store. When you do an NFT, you can put things into the contract. So Lou's Pizza Shop can issue NFTs and make a thousand tokens, right? The regular pizza pictures just give you a 10% discount. The gold one gives you unlimited free pizza. After six months, if they've had enough pizza or they move, can sell it on the blockchain. Lou gets a royalty on that transaction because you can put royalty contracts under these NFTs. He keeps making financial on the back end of the royalty. So for every small business, every personality, every intellectual property, the token is also a marketing collateral. The way everybody in business needs a social media account to be relevant in 2021 is the same way in 2025 everyone's going to need a nft strategy all right my reason why this went viral is the confused look on the interviewer's face i think that's really what did. he's like listing all these like nuanced things that you can do with nfts in a pizza place and she's just squinting and nodding and kind of like just gonna follow up and yeah. say i don't explain further <laughs> dude it's so yeah well i don't know one, Gary talks about everything with like intense passion and it's a good, simple example that he gave there. But how, what, when we say it went viral, like what that clip was so views. I don't know if I can see how many views it has from the look I have, but it had 25,000 likes, 382 okay, yeah. comments, 355 shares. And this is from a TikTok video. And by the way, it's not a Gary Vee TikTok videos from your NFTs is the name of the channel. So I think part of it's Gary Vee. I think what's interesting too, is this is not new information. So as we look out on the socials, there's a lot of stuff that's popular. And I think it just goes to our point. There's still a lot of people who have a lot to learn, right? And so there's the folks that know that are probably like, yeah, this is cool. Let me share this with someone so that they can find out what's going on. And then there's the other people that are just learning about it. And so that they're watching it and sharing it. Any thoughts on that one, Jeremy? Yeah, I think it might have to do a little bit with the fact that he's throwing so many different use cases in at once and he's throwing a whole bunch in at once, but it might also have to do with just Gary B's general demeanor. He always seems like he's jacked up on caffeine or <laughs> something, but you know, that's something. just him. That's what we love about Gary B though. That's not a diss at all. That's just Gary B's presence and how he is. And so I think a little bit of it, she's thrown off just by Gary B being Gary B and a little bit of it, he's, she's thrown off just by the fact that he's producing too much information in such a short amount of time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, drinking from the fire hose there. Yeah, I think when it comes to moving the needle for any like individual, you got to figure out, like we always have this conversation, what's that person passionate about? And, like, what are they super pumped about? And then tap into that community and how they think about that community to start to draw out the why behind NFTs and Web3 and what's right around the corner for everybody. So. Yeah. Well, to your point, Jeremy, there's a lot of information in there. And to be honest, even though that was all real legitimate use cases, it is a little bit confusing. Like it does sound a little bit overwhelming and it sounds like, hey, pizza place. I just want to get a slice of pizza. But yeah, it's useful information. So it could be watching it over and over again. Like, what are you saying? What's going on? Yeah. Let me throw in another one. Yeah. You guys up for it? All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We all have headphones on, which is cool because this one says, put on your headphones. All right. Let's check this one out. 
This is by Mr. Dagger Music. Hmm. It's some sort of music player. Let's check this one out. This one's kind of boring. This one's really boring. It's just like the TikTok. Here we go. Can you hear it? That's that one. I mean, guys, I got to be honest. I mean, it's kind of cool, but I think, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see why it needed to have a million some odd views. This one had 4.7 billion likes. I don't know. Is that worth it? Was that an NFT? Like a music NFT? Would you have liked it? I don't know that it was music NFT. We're just checking things out here. Basically, this is my guilty pleasure. I know I shouldn't be watching TikTok videos, so I'm just going to insert <laughs> them here and see. <laughs> Maybe they were buying like. Yeah, <laughs> I was that, definitely a different kind of like baseline. Like it's not your typical, there's some kind of like funky distortion in there and like weird, like reverb going on. I don't know. There's something kind of cool about it. Yeah, totally. I mean, cool beat. Yeah. Yeah. And as a musician and a fan of music, I can certainly respect. I thought they said it needed headphones. I thought it was going to be a thing where if you've ever listened to the thing, there's a famous one with a barber who's cutting your hair. You can hear them like walking around your head. So they use 3D sound like changing the level of sound talk about neuroscience and the way the ears work and stuff they change the levels of volume but it actually sounds like someone's like walking around your head and stuff there's a little bit of that with this one but it was cool it was cool yeah it was groundbreaking all right let's leave it at that guys interesting shot and a guilty pleasure of looking at uh, tiktok videos that make no sense to me and potentially making us look old and unwitting It works. We'll see. Cool. That's fun. Yeah. So let's move to the next segment, which is our little shout out that we like to do. We've been yeah. doing this recently to give love to folks in our orbit that are making a difference to people that move the needle for us personally and at work and whatnot. And so Jeremy, we wanted to give the floor to you to give a little love to somebody doing that in your world. Yeah. I mean, as far as moving the needle forward in my world, it's really the community that does that. And so because it's the community that does that, we're trying to build the community. And so Super Gremlin Society, we have an open whitelist and we're also giving away 10 Super Gremlins for the audience. And that will be on a campaign that you'll find over there. And also I want to shout out to Ryan Matta, who was very instrumental in, in my early days. He was a very big influencer that really kind of took me under his wing in the early days and really helped me move forward. That's yeah, awesome. That's a mutual friend. Definitely a mutual friend. Definitely, I would say, a congruent kind of experience that we have with him. Met him at TNYC about a year ago, I think, first time. And we were doing some live podcasts for the first time with our crew in one place because we're normally virtual and was super helpful. Like went out of his way to give us a hand. Like we're borrowing pieces of equipment from him and all kinds of stuff. I mean, and he was so, so gracious and so helpful, man. We really appreciated it. A super smart dude, super valuable contributions and recommendations and input. So Ryan, Maddox, shout out to you, brother. Much love. Yeah. And goes without saying, if you need a microphone recommendation or camera recommendation, he's your guy. <laughs> he's your dude, that's for sure. <laughs> Along with many other things. But as Jeremy mentioed, right? Yeah, 10 Super Gremlin NFTs. It's awesome, right? Once the minting starts. So what we're going to do is we'll have all the details on how to enter to win this amazing prize. 
on our socials. So follow our socials. We'll give you all the details that you need to enter the contest and score one of these bad boys. So thank you so much, Jeremy, for that. Again, we're very grateful. And before we wrap this episode, though, we got to make sure that we send people to the right place to follow you, to follow all of your projects, man. Where do we send people so they can get on this train? So the best place right now is supergremlinsociety.com. And you can join the Discord and join the whitelist through there. And joining the Discord, you can obviously talk to me, which will help you find my other social media. But NFT Demon 420 is my social media on Twitter and Instagram. And so that's another good place to find it. But supergremlinsociety.com and supergremlin Discord is probably the best place because then you can answer, ask any questions you want and they'll also get answered. And if you forget, you can also ask what my personal Twitter is and I'll very easily give it out. I don't really do a whole lot on Instagram, but I do quite a few tweets. I'd be glad to give anybody my personal Twitter. It's NFT Demon 420. But if you forget that, feel free to go to supergremlinsociety.com, join the Discord and just ask for it or just ask any questions that you have. I mean, we're very happy to answer questions for you. Yeah. If you haven't picked it up from this show, guys, it's a special community, even among the special folks in the world of Web3. It's a real standup. So get in there and mix it up. All right, y'all. Well, I think we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. So thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to Spotify or iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Also look us up on all major social platforms by typing edge of NFT with no spaces, and start a fun conversation with us online. Lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.